listening to New Layer, a design podcast with Tanner Christensen and Jasmine Friedel. I have a lot of feelings about this subject. Ooh, feelings. But I don't know about thoughts. <laughs> I just, I have feelings. Strong start. <laughs> um, the question at hand today is, should designers get certified? No. Certification. No. Off to a strong start there. So the, the question is, is it valuable for product designers in particular to seek out certification of some type? And can, can you explain to me in your mind, Jasmine, what certification is? It's a paper that you get at the end of a course that says you took the course. You did the thing. You did the thing. You paid us thousands of dollars and now you get this digital email that says... Congrats on doing the thing. Yes. And the thing is what? The course. Well, yes. Yes, and. So this plays this plays out in a, a lot of different ways, I think. The, well, I, I don't want to give explicit names here, but there are a lot of organizations, particularly here in Silicon Valley, that offer, quote unquote, certification of programs such as product design. And the... UX, usually more than product design. Yes, correct. Good call. UX design. Or even graphic design, communication design is another one I've seen a lot of. Really? Yes. And uh, there's, you know, there's courses, there's certification around uh, business management and product management, project management. There's courses on communication, engineering, software engineering, like all of these certifications are out in the world and they come from some well-known companies that, mm-hmm. again, I don't want to give any names, but I'm sure people listening can <laughs> because probably Because you're going to bash them later. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Uh, and there's also, uh, I think, like almost this trending market of people who realize they can make a quick buck by offering others not only learning material, but again, this certification, this check mark that you Tanner, have we should work. start certifying people. We should. Oh my gosh. New business idea. Um, well, I think, I think like backtracking on cer- certification a little bit, like if we think of, you know, other industries that are certified, it's either I have spent this many hours in, you know, X practice or X learning for X practice. I have done this course and um, completed all the course requirements and or I have taken a test that shows that I have the knowledge that it takes to be considered an expert or, you know, a certified person in this craft. Two ways that I've seen this work really well uh, are Google Analytics certification, which is something that, so Google offers this tool called Analytics, surprise, Uh, which you can embed on your website or even in your digital product, like an app. And it's an immensely powerful tool. They've been building it for many, many years. And so it's almost like it's really hard to pick up and use if you've never used it before. Uh, But a lot of very large businesses rely on this analytics suite to manage their business. And so uh, a lot of webmasters today seek that certification so that they can get a job saying, I know how to use this tool very proficiently. Mm. I can leverage the Google Analytics tool to help your business. And Google offers that certification directly themselves. So that's one way I've seen this go well. The other is a little bit more ambiguous, but it's in the the tech security kind of space where there's a lot of misinformation out there around what it means to secure like an, an IT network for a business. That's the kind of thing that can be very beneficial to have certification around, particularly if you're getting that certification from some of the the software or hardware companies. Again, they're very complex tools. They're really, really powerful. They're hard to use. They're not the kind of thing that they really teach in like university, for example. So certification programs can work really well in those kind of scenarios. Right. And so in this case, they're saying, 
you know, reputable source or reputable institution, you know, witch's name, villain name, has said that I am qualified to do this sort of work or this thing. Right. And to give you an example of what that entails for the Google Analytics kind of experience, I think it's a, a multi-week, if not month, course that you have to take. Uh, and then the, you, it ends with a test that is like extremely grueling. I think I, I tried taking it once and gave up because I, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. Um, but it, they really kind of put a little bit of rigor into that certification process mm-hmm. from Google. Okay. It's also So we know free. it's certification. Oh. Wait, is it? Wait, what? I don't know if that's true. I, How does that... Maybe it's not free. Okay. Anyway. Where are we going with this? <laughs> so I think those are examples of where certification works. And one thing you called out that I think is absolutely true is... These certifications come from what I would call the source of truth, right? You're not going to Joe's marketing website to get certified in Google Analytics. Now, Joe might have a great blog or a video series on how to use Google Analytics, but he's not like an authority in any kind of way. Instead, you're getting a certificate directly from Google who have established so reputable this reputable institution, especially in this, they are actually the owners of the software and is saying this person knows how to use it. I'm, I think I'm, I'm, we're sort of dancing around yes. things. Are you ready to go, go at it? Let's actually talk about it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Here are my feelings. I don't think there's I'm anything just giggling wrong. here in the background because I'm waiting for what you're going to say. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with trying to learn. I think that's an immensely positive thing. If someone is out there in the world trying to better themselves through some way, whatever that's uh, taking an online course, looking for a certification, uh, just doing blogging or video series, whatever it is, that is always great. People listening to podcasts about design, love it. Really great. <laughs> Particularly that piece about listening to podcasts. Is there something in the process of online certification, specifically for designers, that makes me think they will be better off than their counterparts, than people who didn't take the certification? The answer is absolutely no. I don't look at anyone's resume and say like, oh my gosh, they got a certification from XYZ company who I'm very familiar with. Wow, we have to hire them. Like I I never even look at that. Another thing, and to be fair, I'm very biased because I didn't go to school. I'm self-taught, but I I don't really care. You have like zero certification. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you've taken like Udacity courses. I have for development. Yep. And so, I mean, you get certificates at the end of those. So you actually have benefited from the learning. And I think what we're going to have to pull apart here is there's a learning component, which is probably super valuable. And then there's the actual certificate, the certification that we probably are questioning here. Exactly. Exactly right. I think that is the heart of the conversation. Again, I, I don't care necessarily if you got a certifi- certificate, certification uh, or not. I did I, that to you. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Honestly, as a hiring manager, I don't care where you went to school. If you even went to school, what I care about is what you've done with the knowledge that you have. Or can, if, and can you, can, can you do you the do thing? Anything? Yeah, right, it's can exactly. you. Well, and I think like when you were talking about the Google example and we could, I, I think that probably the ethical certification conversation will draw a parallel to if we started to talk about that would draw a parallel to like you know designers do designers need to be certified so that they can be responsible designers we could draw parallels to like the medical industry or the law industry or something like that and say well yeah you actually have to go to school for that you have to get a degree a degree is some sort of a certification why don't we require that in design 
And there are people like myself who I could say, my degree is my certification. Spoiler, my degree is in graphic design, and I have figured everything else out along the way, much like you have figured much along the way. Right. And there is no one sort of reputable program. We have programs of all different degrees of varying, all different like shapes and sizes that people will use to do that learning. And so I think that's what we'll be getting at in this conversation is why does the certificate not matter, but the learning itself does? Right. Well, it, or argue with me. That's fine too. No, I, I think I do agree with you. And the medical industry is, is a prime example that I often hear thrown up uh, or thrown out right. as, as an argument here. So again, the, the conversation is, look, doctors who, whose little, they hold lives in their hands, right? They have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars 10 years or more going to school to get a degree or degrees that say they know what they're doing. They are probably capable of cutting into you and moving some things around, right? As needed, uh, more or less. <laughs> now, yes. here's the thing. Even that statement is false because no one graduates with a doctorate of cutting people open and like, okay, great. I, I graduated and here's my job and I'm going to go do brain surgery, right? Like it doesn't work that way. You still have years of experience to do. In fact, while you're in school, they have you doing an apprenticeship. You're working with other doctors. You're doing minor surgery. You're cutting into corpses to, to practice these things. It's not just something that you graduate with a certification and say, I'm a doctor, right? Right. Well, it's it's the learning and the practice ends up giving you the cert, cert, certification. <laughs> why? I don't know why this, <laughs> this is so hard. Thing. Yeah, this will definitely be a thing. But that that certification is actually something that is a gating factor. Like you cannot legally practice right. without a certification. There are laws behind And, that. you know, in design, you can legally practice without a certification. Right. And so the question becomes, for example, uh, are you going to be designing a logo for the local band? Like, is that the same thing as doing heart surgery? Or are you going to be working at a company, let's say like a, a some unnamed social network that has billions Tanner, of users stop it. and may or may not influence political outcomes of a nation, right? Wow. Do you, need, you are spicy today. <laughs> well, no, Here, this is the argument that we hear is like, yeah. if you're going to go work at a company such as a social giant that has potential implications on the world, do you have a responsibility to go get certified that you will think about things morally and ethically? Yeah. And I think we're actually forking into two different parts of the conversation. One is like, is there a certification that should exist to help us design responsibly? And the, the other one is, you know, is it required to have a certification to be a designer? And we know it, neither are required. What we, I think what we look at particularly as hiring managers is what is behind that cert certification and what does that actually give you? And I think that's actually the intent of any certification is what is behind that certification. Um, doctors, lawyers, like that ability to practice is because you know the law, because you know the human body, because you know um, treatments. And so you're able to do the work. And of course, in, in high risk industries, maybe it's arguable if design is one of those. Um, given, you know, influence that um, design and product development have, you know, intentionally or unintentionally had on things like, you know, elections. Um, what is what would be what would be behind that? And is that is that what's happening in these certification programs? Mm -hmm. So where do you stand? Hmm. Um, 
where do I stand? I, I look at these programs as one piece of a bigger learning journey. And I think like because you and I have contributed to design education through this podcast, through the classes we've hosted for our intro to product design class, <clears throat> um, through any sort of personal mentorship that we've done. Like, I think, I think we are all, you and I are both here to support people's education and support people's learning. The, the, the sort of like fatal flaw that I see with certification programs is they tend to assume that there's a job at the end of that. And for courses that are six weeks or a semester or whatever that is, it tends to not be enough. And it's not because I believe that people need to go to, you know, design school and get an education. It's that there's a lot to learn to become, particularly when we're talking about product about a product designer and not just a, a UX designer. And I'm not minimizing the UX role as a career. It's just you and I are more familiar with the product designer role, which is about product thinking, interaction design, and visual design. And to be good at that, it, like, it just frankly takes years. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. And so I think the expectations from folks who come out of from what I've seen, this is my personal experience, I think the expectation from folks who come out of boot camps that have certification is that this is a quick investment and they will therefore, they will benefit it from it because of the certificate they get, not because of the education behind it. And so it's really what I find is that it's a mismatch of expectations between like what I need someone to do as an entry level designer versus what a certificate might do. And that's, that's often really hard to resolve because it, it's, um, I'm not the one setting the expectations from the boot camp. The boot camp is the one setting those expectations. And yet there's lots of really great things that can happen in a boot camp. You get the basics. You often get to work with clients. Um, sometimes you get to collaborate with people and you come out with a case study Yep. and that's great. And sometimes it's actually something that, you know, you might've built, but it doesn't mean that it's a, uh, it doesn't mean it's a parallel to what you might actually do if you're, say, working for an in-house design company. And it doesn't mean that it's a quality level than what we might expect from some even um, entry-level designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right here. The the thing, okay, so to be clear as well, if you are someone who benefits from from having a scaffolding on how to learn something, aka through university or a program, Absolutely, you should do it. And we've talked about this before. I don't remember what the episode was, but you know. It's like episode one. Like career paths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm doing a certificate program or I'm interested in one, that's okay. That's absolutely great. Go do that if you can afford it and if it seems like the right thing for you, do it. I'm not saying not to do it. I think what matters is that you don't walk away from it saying, okay, I'm certified. I've got this nice piece of paper or something. I'm going to blast this on my LinkedIn or something. I'm going to show it on my portfolio and I'm going to get that job, right? Definitely be proud of yourself for completing the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, holy cow. Uh, but the thing that matters the most is the knowledge you've gained and what you're going to do with it. Right. I want to see the experience. I want to see the knowledge. And I want to see how you're approaching what comes next. Yep. And I, and I look at this as like one part of your learning journey, like I mentioned. The only, um, the only really certification program I think that I'm familiar with is General Assembly, which I, I mean, I don't know if it's just like they graduate or they actually get a piece of paper. But... The whole, the whole point is that like, or I guess beyond that, if I see somebody's taken a certification program, I don't know at all what their, their, um, education is, what they've learned. And and that doesn't mean that it's not there. 
it actually might put the onus more on the person to show those skills, particularly if it's in isolation. And just given, I guess, just the length of time, it is. it has proven very unlikely that someone with just that will have the same as somebody who has that plus self-learning or has that plus some freelance work or has that plus an internship or has, you know, just an internship plus something else. There's just so many configurations, but most in isolation are really hard to compare to say, and I, I guess this might be uh, controversial, but to a design school education that's actually geared at some sort of interaction design. And that's not to say design school education is the only way to go. It's not. It's very expensive and it doesn't work for everybody. And it doesn't always output the right skills and experience either. It's just there is some sort of investment, whether it's four years or two years. And I, I'm like, I'm like digging myself a hole. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> but there is, you know, if you look at that, like quality of investment and time investment, it's very different from school and even monetary investment, very different from school um, to a certificate, a certification program. And I think there's like, there's something there. I'm not suggesting that folks are trying to take the easy way out. There's, there's definitely folks who want to, you know, experiment. There's folks who know they want to do a career change. And that feels like a certification program is the right, feels like the right way to go. But I think if, if we're doing, I, I think if, if I would want to do anything through this podcast, it's just to set expectations that that is great. It just might not get you as far it might not get you very far on its own. Right. The way that I think about this and the way I describe this to, uh, you know, those I'm talking with or mentoring is I just, I define it as building your own luck. And here's what I mean mm. by that. Let's say you, you join a certificate program and it's, I don't know, six months, which I think is a fairly long one actually. Yeah, probably. Um, you and a dozen, a hundred other people are taking this program virtually, probably maybe in a classroom if you're in like San Francisco or something, and you're getting the same materials and you're following the guidelines and you're, you're learning all the basics. At the end of this, this course, you all get the paper, hopefully you've done the work and things, but you're all essentially at the same level now, right? You've done the same kind of work. You've approached it in the same process, more or less. Your projects are probably a little independent and unique but you're all more or less at the same level at this point. And okay. So now there's hundreds of people who are all getting these certificates and yet there's only a dozen or so jobs in the market near them to actually apply if they, Mm -hmm. if they even have enough caliber at that point. Right. And so again, I I treat it as like building your own luck, meaning you have to do other things outside of the coursework or outside of the certification to increase the odds that you're a little bit of level above everybody else. Right. Yeah. And so, Again, nothing wrong with doing certification, but I, I, you're going to want to do more than that to set yourself apart from others in that program, as well as everybody else in the market who have gone to like university for design or are self-taught or have a great network. Like you have to do other things. Right. And I think that's the crux of it. And now, now I'm going to give an example that I think could sort of turn this on its head too, because I, I really don't want folks to walk away from this being like, oh man, this is not going to work for me because I don't want to ruin anybody's career. And this can work for some people. One of the, the example I was thinking about is I, um, I was looking at coaching certification. And so I took, I took the first coaching course. I have a friend who's actually two friends who have gone through the whole thing and they're, you know, building businesses off of this. And I was just sort of curious to learn more. And so I started looking at what they do for certification and it's basically a training. 
Um, and at the end of it, if you participate, you have, you, um, you have to be there for a number of hours and they, you know, make sure you're engaged in the discussion and that you're practicing. And then they'll actually have you towards the end of it set up with clients and do some practice coaching. And by the end of it, you're a certified coach. Now, what does that mean? It means that I've, I've been certified by X consultancy company. No one's heard of company. Well, you know, this company, if you're a coach, you've probably heard of them, Right. but you know, there's like maybe three or four big coaching companies, but none of my clients are going to have heard of them. And so I think the question I, I have is like, am I, do I know from like my leadership and my management and all of the other sort of coaching practice that I've had, would I be a good coach for designers? And this isn't design coach certification. This is coaching certification. And so I learned a lot from that class, like a ton. And I've been able to start coaching. The question is like, should I be coaching without a certificate? I don't know. Like, sure. Why not? Am I having a you know positive impact on people's careers and lives? I definitely think so from the feedback I've gotten. But the, 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 I think that I'm giving this um, example slash analogy because it doesn't, if you haven't done, if you've only done the UX course and you end up coming or the, um, the certification and you end up coming out of it, an amazing designer, like that's okay too. Mm -hmm. And so there are, I think there are probably are some circumstances where, you know, maybe you came from a graphic design background and you have this, these really, this amazing visual skill set already that all you need to layer on is the UX and that like, again, this is sort of like choosing your own luck, but I think there are ways that this can work. It's just really hard to do in isolation. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think that's, <laughs> we can end the episode here now, right? <laughs> this is going to be a short one. Um, yeah. So much of what you said I, resonates with me. I mean, the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm so like, I'm, I feel like I'm being really sensitive to this conversation because I think there are many, many reasons that folks go to boot camps. It's they can experiment, they can play, they can see if I'm, they can see if this career path is right for them. And so somebody who's looking for sort of, you know, a taste of UX without, you know, investing in a, a four year education. Great. Um, I think that it's for folks who, you know, there's ex, uh, like Berkeley has an extension program. That's a UI UX program. Um, and these are great for people who can only do part-time coursework. So that's a, like, that might, you know, if you've got things going on in your life and you can't invest fully to your education, like a boot camp is a great way to go. And I keep saying boot camps and I'm sort of using them interchangeably with certification. And that's not necessarily the, I mean, we've already sort of detached the certificate itself. Um, but I, I think there are really valid reasons why people go. Um, there's collaboration, being able to learn from instructors who have done this, you know, the UX thing before. Um, working with other students and getting that sort of peer collaboration is really important. So I think there's really good things that come out of this. Um, I just, I, I want, I want to sort of identify what it does and what it doesn't do. And right. the big thing that I found is it really doesn't get you a job in isolation. Yes. Yes. Right. It doesn't, it's not, it's not likely to land you a job, but it, it gives you a, a really great starting place. Uh, or even like middle place, depending on where you're at already in your career and journey. One thing that I love about whether we call them boot camps or certificate programs is they really do give you the starting language. I think language is a kind of key here to to mm. decide what comes next for you. Like as an example, 
like you mentioned, I've done U- Udacity. Is that what it's called? I ever forgot. Yeah, the company I used to work for. Yeah, uh, I, I did a course or two from them on Android development. This was, I think, a few years ago where I was really have heads down into iPhone, iOS app development. And I wanted to expand into Android development. So I, I signed up for a certificate program. My intention was to actually learn enough where I could build an Android app and ship it on my own outside of the coursework. And I accomplished that. I, I took the entire course end to end. I think I got the certificate. I did like all the testing and things. But like, I completely ignore the certificate itself. It just didn't mean anything to me, right? I'm not looking to become an Android developer anyway. But what it did is that course helped me understand, here we go, ready? What questions to Google as I was coming up with the actual product I was building. And so I knew like the terminology, I knew the tools, I knew like the landscape of where to look for, for answers to my questions and things. Isn't that just like half of being a developer is Googling? Same with design, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it, like it, it helped me understand the lingo, the languages, like literally the programming languages, the kind of industry terms, the, the landscape of all these things. And that enabled me to build an actual app and get it out into the world for mm-hmm. real people to use. And that was a really fun experience for me. But again, the certificate component itself, I don't I don't even know. I, I think I just deleted that email. Yeah, I will. I mean, now that we're talking about the developer Spectrum, like just having been the director of design at Udacity, um, one of the things that that those programs did is they actually had partnerships with employers and there was a careers program in which we would match or at least help folks find opportunities to apply for. I guess the the reason I'm not seeing that as design is because I haven't personally experienced that. And so working at that partnership. Yeah, like I haven't seen, like I haven't been at a company that, you know, a cert, a UX certification company has partnered with. And that mostly comes, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I've been in either big tech or very product focused companies. And if there is any partnerships, it's usually with colleges. I personally have some issues with that because it can be, um, it can be a pretty privileged partnership mm-hmm. where you have to have, you know, the money to go to the school that has a connection with the big company and therefore, you know, it can be pretty isolated towards, you know, people of privilege and that's, it doesn't, you know, account for, it doesn't account for folks who, you know, aren't 22 and graduating from college or whatever. Um, anyways, but I, I, I haven't seen a lot and I don't know if there are career connections that I'm not aware of. Yeah. I'm just like sort of opening, opening the space for me to be wrong here. Mm. Yeah. Like one that immediately comes to mind is something I shared out not too long ago, which was uh, Google's partnership with Coursera. So Mm. they have a user experience certificate program. I poked around a little bit here. It looks, it looks really good actually. Uh, And I I think because it's in a a partnership with Google, they will like help connect you with a few like Google uh, people probably won't get you a job there. But there's certainly that that relationship between Google mm-hmm. and Coursera to help people level up and learn design and get that certificate and get the kind of their foot in the door. So I, I do think they probably exist to some degree. But yeah, I haven't really seen anything like like what you're describing. I think even the example uh, from Udacity was a partnership with Google as well, where the course was taught by active Google engineers and at the and like they were engaged so like you could talk to them you could like really get to know them and build that relationship and if i guess if you're doing really well they'll probably try to poach you right in fact i don't know if you can share this or not but i think that's part of the reason why some companies such as google 
uh, invest in these certificate programs is to try to get some really great talent through that relationship. I'm just playing that back in my head and thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I was thinking about when I was a student at the Academy of Art and um, nearly every instructor was an acting professional, as was I when I went back and taught um, there. And the idea was, you know, you could find the students that were a good fit for your company. Like that was it. It was it, it, it's a mutually beneficial relationship when you have those sorts of partnerships. Does that mean it works for everybody and everyone's guaranteed a job? Oh no. Right. Exactly. Like, it's like, definitely not. You're in a, a class with a, an instructor who works at Google or something. And in the case of like Coursera Udacity, there are literally thousands of others doing the exact same thing at the exact same time as you, the odds of you like, <laughs> well, in the reality, like I got a, I got a, an internship, uh, in graphic design when I was studying graphic design at the Academy of Art. Here's why I got it. Um, I think we've talked about this before. I was good. Like I did the work. And so I was a, I was a good match for the place I got an internship and I actually didn't get the internship. Someone else got it and then they opened another one and I got it, but I had to be like pretty much, I mean, well, sometimes I think I was in the middle, but I was, I was very qualified as a designer and also a worker. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, but that didn't mean the other, I don't know, 60 or 80 people in my session all got internships. Some of them didn't. And so that's, that's the same sort of thing. It's like, yes, it might work for a, for a few. Um, you're best off to look at your education as sort of an ongoing thing. And this is one piece when I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> but when you come out and you say, I have the certification and things aren't happening for you, you may need to say like, what's next? Like yes. why? You absolutely have to do that. I think, I think it, you'd be extremely Heck, I have to say it today Yeah. and say, what what's do I next? need to learn now? Sometimes it's not what I want to learn. And you kind of touched on something there a little bit that I think is really, really important for people to consider whether you're, you know, 20 years into your career and looking to transition to UX design or product design, or you're just starting out fresh out of college, maybe looking for the next thing. Internships are going to be an immensely valuable thing that you could pursue. And a certificate could help you with an internship. And mm -hmm. again, an internship's not a job, but it's a great way to get real world experience beyond that certificate program, right? In fact, you may spoiler, you may come to realize that some of the things you learned during that certificate program are now outdated or not quite realistic. Yes. And, um, I also think there's some things particularly in like the general assembly type experience that you learn that you might not get elsewhere. Like I've, I've, I know I've ranted a bit about some of the interaction design skills being a little bit of an, a lost art, things like, um, looking at systems design, things like looking at complex user journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because some of these UX certification programs come from a, a more traditional UX role where, you know, information architecture was the skill. And so you may actually get some things that, you know, a self, a self learner might not. And so there, there, I think that's what you have to do though, is you have to go and say, what am I learning and how does this bucket against the holistic picture of who I want to be as a designer? And so if you are learning things like, you know, how to define problem statements. If you're learning about user research, if you're learning about um, how to write an interview script, user journeys, um, you know, looking at information architecture, looking at sitemaps, like things like that, looking at how to do wireframes, like those are all really great things to learn. Now, if I look at that against the rubric by which I hire and, and um, evaluate designers, 
that is, you know, squarely under some interaction design and some problem definition. And then there's tons of other stuff. And so the understanding of those will help you put that, those, um, those skills and those tools. I talk a lot about like you have your bag of tools, your bag of tricks that when you come across a problem in design, you can pull, like you can pull a user journey out and you can use that, or you can pull how to wireframe out and you can use that. The thing is you'll have to continually refine that set. And so if you do systems design once, you may not have mastered it. You may have to, and by systems design, I mean just like identifying the parts of a thing or proposing how it might need to change to move forward. You may need to do that a bunch of times in different ways to nail systems design as a skill. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may need to sort of like keep refining those and then you may need to build around them. Like, do you want to add visual design? Visual design is a whole different skill beyond UX design. And so if we're looking at product designers, you may have gotten some exposure to UX design or interaction design um, in that, you know, certification program, but then how do you complement it with your visual skills? And then there's going to be a whole other list of things that visual designers do in order to, um, master that craft. And so that's, that's something that might be helpful for folks is to critically look at what you're actually learning, define where your mastery is in it, whether it's just exposure, which isn't mastery, but it's something where, you know what the thing is and you can test it and try it out and practice it um, through to, you know, so sort of the exposure all the way through to mastery where I can apply this to a number of situations like in any given moment. Am I rambling? No, this is great. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes I ramble. We all do. That's literally literally what this podcast is. Um, (laughs) What, what this made me think of, another problem that I think many people face is when confronted with one of these like boot camps or certificate programs is how do you know if this is a, even a worthwhile one for you? Because some of these programs are a little bit different than others uh, in terms of the caliber of content, uh, the coverage, the, the length, the cost, all these things. One thing that I, I haven't really heard recommended, but I would recommend here is if you are interested in taking a program or even going to school, university for design, the very first thing you should do to calibrate your expectations and how to evaluate these different programs is go look at jobs, like job postings, and see what kind of skills and language they use and they list. Go talk to those hiring managers if you can. Go talk to people in that that company if you can. See what people are talking about. And like make a note of all the things you're hearing, whether it's interaction design, visual design, systems thinking, product strategy, product management, all these things. And then kind of ask yourself, well, where on this list, not only do I feel like I already have some knowledge or strength, but where do I want to spend my time in my career? Because that will help you calibrate against the programs you're looking at because different programs will prioritize different things. And I think it's helpful to sort of like also be self-aware enough to know whether it's about the exposure or the continued practice. Hmm. Um, Something else. Oh my gosh, I just lost it. Why does this happen to me when we're, when we're live? <laughs> it's not live. We can edit this out. That's true. We're not going to though. No. Um, oh, the other thing I was thinking, see, it came back to me. The other thing I was thinking, another thing I was thinking about, um, wow, this is fun. Um, was when you're sort of evaluating the program, I think skills are a good thing to look at like what body of, um, X things that make up a product designer. And again, um, we've said this a bunch of times, but I think intercom.design has one of the most fantastic rubrics out there for like, completely agree understanding what a pro- the shape of a product designer is. And so you might actually use that as a comparison in order to look at, you know, what you're going to come out with. 
Um, another thing I might look at is, you know, what the actual journeys are from students there. And I, I think one thing I'd be cautious of is, is like our st- students work at X, Y, and Z amazing companies. We have a 99% job rate or something. Yeah. I, I mean, and I mean, it's, it's like, well, you know, are you able to say like, again, was this an isolated thing or did these students, you know, mm-hmm. was it because of the partnership and they got the interview there. And so that might be something you can ask as you're applying or, you know, talk to students who have been there before. I think this question comes up a lot is like, should I do a boot camp? And you're like, I don't know, maybe what else are you doing? And so like making sure the attribution is correct to, you know, was it just this moment that, you know, led the success or did somebody have a journey? And so like try, try and extract some of those stories so you can set your expectations appropriately. Yeah. It's like you have to do work before you do the work, right? Will, is this research? This might be research. <laughs> uh, I just want to like double down on what you, you just said. Also, that language, double down. I want to echo, re- expand on what you just said. Anyway. And emphasize. Uh, yes. Highlight, Highlight, underline. Like some of these programs, I've seen their websites and it, it's, it's oh, you know, we, we have uh, students who have jobs at Google and Apple and there's these great people. And when you start looking at it, you realize that they had one student who had a family friend who worked at Apple and was like, oh, you're a designer. Come, come join us. Right. And it's like, oh, maybe that's not true. And businesses do this too, by the way. Like, I don't, I'm sure we all know this in some degree where it's like, oh, we, uh, people at Apple use our product. And really it's just like one, again, family it's friend. Like one who, small who team or something it. like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so you, you just have to be kind of careful. Now with all that said, I think the underlining point here, which I think we've reiterated a few times now is, uh, should you go pursue a certificate? Is it okay to do a boot camp? Sure. Yes. It depends. Yes. Well, I mean, yes, it's, you're going to learn something. <laughs> yes, exactly what I wanted yeah. to say. Like, even if you don't kind of get that job at Google, even if you realize that those statistics were made up or something, you're still going to hopefully learn a lot. And that is like a starting place, right? So don't, don't bet the entire farm on the fact that you're going to get, you're going to get your dream job because you took a certificate program. Odds are that's probably not the case. Now, will it help you accelerate towards that direction? I think so. I think it will. I think you're going to learn something. You're going to connect the dots. You're going to make some some friends. You're going to learn new lingo. And you're going to have taken a step on the staircase that is your career. Are we going back to steps no, and like no, walls no, and coming? Stop. Okay. But I think, again, like with anything, whether it's reading a book uh, connecting with with someone in the design space, taking a class, taking a boot camp, going to university, getting an internship. All of these things are steps in a direction that will only help you in the long term. Yes. I think we should end this by saying one thing that we should probably say in every episode and that this is just two people talking. It's me and it's you, Jasmine. It's me and it's you, Tanner. And we have opinions and we try and canvas the space as much as we possibly can, but it doesn't always mean we're right. And so I think this is one of those that, I, again, I feel I feel a little bit sensitive about, and I feel like we're putting some strong opinions out there. They're open for debate. We could be wrong. Um, and so if you're listening to this in this, like, you feel like making strong moves, you know, with this, I mean, figure out what's right for you. I, we're, uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say it other than that, but like, we're just talking. We're just yeah. giving you some opinions. Yeah. Like as with, I think everything, when it comes to career or life in general, don't just like read an article or listen to a podcast yes. and be like, I'm going to go do that. Like, we, need, we need to emphasize that more often. Cause I, there's been times we've actually been wrong and people have called us out oh, yeah. on it. And that's okay though. And, and I think like 
So go, you do your homework and maybe you find something different than what we've shared. Yeah, exactly. It's going to depend on so many factors that we just don't have the time in the universe to, to expand on. But again, I think, well, it's something it's, it's a tool that you can use or find the opposite of as with exploring boot camps, explore the resources that you're, you're learning about learning boot camps. Absolutely. So the same kind of sentiment applies to this episode. Is the podcast helpful for everyone? No. Is it yeah. helpful for, for a lot of people? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So. Totally. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. You're welcome. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.